Welcome into The Degenerate Gambler, your sports gambling podcast. I'm Robert Ash, the host of The Degenerate Gambler. This podcast brought to you by Anchor.fm, the easiest way to make a podcast. We had by far our worst week since we started the podcast this past uh, weekend. Uh, We didn't do very good at all in our bets last week. Uh, Basically, out of the 18 bets total we made... Uh, between college and the National Football League, we only hit on six of those. Two of those were upset picks. Uh, so it was a rough week. We were down 5.86 units uh, last week. So right now that leaves us uh, at 0.22 units for the season. So we're still making money, but barely. It may be time to fade me uh, if we're being honest about it. Uh, but... I feel like we're going to get back on the right track here uh, pretty soon, as soon as this week. Uh, I've got 10 bets for you, plus two upset picks in college football. Got five more bets in the National Football League, plus an upset as well. We're actually going to start on Friday night, uh, a matchup uh, between the Syracuse Orange, who are 3-3 overall, but 5-1 against the spread this season, hosting the Clemson Tigers, who are 3-2 overall. 0-5 0-5 against the number. Clemson comes in 13 and a half point favorites in this one. Clemson's won seven of the nine meetings all time with Syracuse. Syracuse, however, is covered in six of those nine meetings. Uh, when you look at Clemson, they're 0-6 in their last six games against the spread. 2-5 against the spread in their last seven against Syracuse. 0-5 against the spread uh, from, uh, against the opponents from the Atlantic Division of the ACC. Uh, for Syracuse, they are 7-1 against the spread in their last eight. 5-1 against the spread in their last six at home. As they enter this matchup, Clemson dealing with a ton of injuries on both sides of the ball. Uh, they've lost probably the two best defensive players um, for the season. Actually, probably three best in, in Brandon Bereze, uh Landon Zanders, and also... Uh, uh, Tory Davis. So they've lost those three for the season. Clemson has struggled to cover the season. They've struggled to score on the offensive side of the ball. When you look at it, 68% of the money, 66% of the bets are coming in on Syracuse at plus 14 and a half. Um, uh, and that's what we're going to take. We're going to take Syracuse and the points. Uh, this sets up for a potential upset, to be honest with you. Uh, big underdog at home on a weeknight. Uh, there's a long list of history of big upsets being pulled in this spot. Syracuse, two years ago, near, nearly pulled the upset uh, of Clemson at home. Uh, and four years ago, the last time before that, they, they came to Syracuse. Uh, Syracuse actually pulled the upset of Clemson, gave them their only loss of uh, that season. Uh, And it was a season, uh, I believe, they won the national championship in. Uh, But Syracuse is a 14.5 point favorite. Clemson's offense is atrocious. Syracuse pretty solid on defense. Uh, Clemson's defense not as strong as it was to start the season because of all the injuries. I think Syracuse can move the ball on Clemson somewhat. I'm not sure what Clemson can do on offense. Now, the Tigers did have a week off, so they may have changed some things. Uh, but 
Syracuse at home, I think, is the play, especially if you're going to get just over two touchdowns. So that's the play we're going to make. We're going Syracuse plus 14 and a half uh, at, at, at home against the Clemson Tigers. All right. So next up, we're going to uh, make our way to the Bayou uh, in uh, Baton Rouge, Louisiana Tiger Stadium. Is the LSU Tigers who are sitting at 3 and 3 overall, 2 and 4 against the spread. They take on the Florida Gators, 4 and 2 overall, 3 and 3 against the number. Uh, Florida comes in 10 and a half point favorites in this one. Uh, LSU's won seven of the last 10 meetings overall against Florida. LSU also 5 4 and 1 against the spread in those last 10 meetings. When you look at Florida, they are 0-5 against the spread in their last five games on the road. However, 4-1 against the spread in their last five games against S- excuse me, SEC opponents. LSU just 2-4 against the spread in their last six. 1-4 against the spread in their last five games played in the month of October. Also, LSU 6-0-1 against the spread in their last seven games in week seven. Now, Florida comes in 10.5 point favorites in this one. This one saw the spread go from three to ten and a half in a matter of a couple of days. So all kinds of money coming in on the Gators. Uh, as a matter of fact, as we take a look now, 61% of the money uh, and also 73% of the bets are coming in on Florida at minus uh, ten and a half. We're going to ride that as well. This is an LSU team that's been devastated uh, by injury. Uh, found out this week uh, their best wide receiver, Kayvon Boutte, is out for the season uh, with a uh, injury. Also, uh, they lost their best running back to academics and John Emery Jr. Lost their two best defensive backs, uh, Derek Steenweg Jr. out, as well as uh, uh, the Burns kid. He's also out uh, as well for the... Uh, and Eric Ricks, for that matter. So they're missing three of their four starting defensive backs coming into this game. It sets up a lot like last year when these two teams played. Florida, however, went into the game, I think, a little overconfident and uh, ended up getting knocked off. I don't think that's going to be the case this time around uh, because of what happened last year. Florida really needs this win to go into the bye week before they play Georgia uh, with some momentum. And I think they're going to get that momentum. I think Florida blows the doors off of LSU. The fact this is a day game, not a night game. As a matter of fact, a late morning game in Baton Rouge. I think that's a difference maker as well. So Florida minus 10.5 is the play at LSU. All right. Next up, we're going to go to Columbia, Missouri for the next matchup. As the Missouri Tigers, who are 3-3 three three overall, 0-6 against the spread, taking on the Texas A&M Aggies, who are 4-2 overall, 3-3 three three against the number. A&M comes in 9-point favorites in this one. Missouri has won t- 7 of the last 10 meetings with Texas A&M. Missouri's also covered in 6 of those last 10 meetings as well. But, <clears throat> but A&M 6-3 against the spread in their last 9, 4-1 against the spread in their last 5 games on the road. 1-4 against the spread in their last five games against Missouri. 4-9 against the spread in their last 13 games played in Week 7. On the Missouri side, 0-9 against the spread in their last nine games. 0-6 against the spread in their last six games at home. And A&M, a nine-point favorite, coming off a huge win over Alabama. 
I worry a little bit about a letdown in this one, but Missouri can't stop the run. A&M's liable to run for 500 yards on Missouri. Uh, matter of fact, when you look at it, 92% of uh, the uh, 92% of the money, and uh, I got to find it here, and also 86% of the bets coming in on Texas A&M at minus nine. We're going to ride that wave as well. I said A&M could run for 500 yards on Missouri. Missouri, one of the worst rush defenses in all of college football. A&M, they want to run the ball. Uh, They've got a plethora of uh, great running backs um, on that lineup, uh, including Isaiah Spiller, uh, uh, the A-Chain kid as well. Uh, They've got tons of talent in that backfield. I think you're going to try to run the ball and try to do it uh, throughout the game. I think they'll have success with it. And I don't think they're going to have a letdown. I think they're going to roll. Give me Texas A&M minus nine at Missouri. All right. Next up, we're going to go to Minneapolis, Minnesota for this matchup. As the uh, Minnesota Golden Gophers, three and two overall, two and two and one against the spread, taking on the uh, Nebraska Cornhuskers. Uh, Nebraska sits at three and four overall, but five and two against the number. Nebraska, a four-point road favorite in this one. These two teams have split their last 10 meetings overall and against the spread. Nebraska is five and one against the spread in their last six games. Uh, Also one and six against the spread in their last seven games played in October. Minnesota, four, oh, and one against the spread in their last five games against Big Ten opponents. Six and two against the spread in their last eight games played in October, but Minnesota dealing with injuries. Their top two running backs are out. Uh, Mo Ibrahim uh, hurt his leg in the season opener. He's out for the season. Uh, the Potts kid, who was his backup, has an undisclosed injury, but he's also out for the season as well. Nebraska's actually played some good football despite being three and four. You take away that season opening uh, head scratcher loss to Illinois. They've lost by seven to an Oklahoma team that's undefeated in the top five. Lost by three to a Michigan State team, also undefeated and in the top ten. And lost to Michigan last week by three. As uh, And Michigan's undefeated and also in the top ten as well. Uh, other than that, they've had blowout wins over Northwestern, Buffalo, and Fordham. Uh, when you look at uh, these money in the bet situation, 87% of the money, 80% of the bets coming in on Nebraska at minus four. Uh, I think we're going to ride that Nebraska chain, uh, train as well. Uh, I think Nebraska, again, they're playing better football right now. Minnesota's dealing with uh, injuries, especially in their offensive backfield. Uh, and they haven't shown the, the tendency to be able to throw the football either, and I think that's a factor in this. So um, we are going to uh, ride uh, with uh, with the Minnesota, or excuse me, with the Nebraska Cornhuskers minus four at Minnesota. All right, next up, we go to uh, Chapel Hill, North Carolina. The North Carolina Tar Heels, 3-3 three three overall, 3-3 three three against the spread. Taking on the Miami Hurricanes, 2-3 overall, but 1-4 against the number. North Carolina coming in as seven-point favorites uh, in this matchup. Uh, the Tar Heels and the, and the Hurricanes uh, have split their last 10 meetings overall against each other at five wins apiece. North Carolina 6-4 against the spread in those last uh, 10 games. Miami just 1-6 against the spread in their last 7. 
one and five against the spread in their last six against North Carolina, one and seven against the spread in their last eight games at North Carolina, and uh, on the Tar Heel side, uh, uh, let's see the Tar Heel side seven and three against the spread in their last ten games uh, at home. Now Miami's dealing with injuries, especially at the quarterback quarterback position. Derek King is out for the season, uh, getting surgery on his uh, hurt shoulder. Uh, a couple of running backs out as well. Uh, Derek Cheney Jr. out for the season. Uh, matter of fact, the backup quarterback, the Garcia kid, is out for Miami as well. So they're down to their third-string quarterback uh, heading into this one. Again, North Carolina is a seven-point favorite, 63% of the money, and 83% of the bets coming in on North Carolina at minus seven. Uh, I think we're going to ride the Tar Heels minus seven as well. Uh, I think North Carolina's the better team. Just a year ago, North Carolina ran for almost 450 yards on the uh, Miami defense. I don't think the Miami defense has gotten any better. And I think because of that, the play is North Carolina. They're also at home trying to uh, come, uh, trying to avenge um, or come back, I should say, from a huge devastating loss last week uh, to Florida State. Uh, which pretty much ended any chance of them winning the ACC title. Uh, we're going to see what kind of team they're really made of. I think they'll bounce back, and, and I think they'll pick up a, a big win uh, with uh, minus seven against the uh, North Carolina Tar Heels. All right, next up we're going to go to Waco, Texas, as the Baylor Bears are in action. Uh, Baylor comes into this game. If this will load up. Why is it not loading up? All right, here we go. Baylor comes in 5-1 and one overall, 4-2 and two against the spread. Uh, taking on the BYU Cougars, who are 5-1 and one overall, 3-3 three and three against the number. Baylor comes in 6.5-point favorites in this one. Uh, this is their first meeting uh, between these two teams. Uh, BYU is 4-1 against the spread in their last five games on the road. 5-0 against the spread in their last five games against Big 12 opponents. Baylor 4-1 against the spread in their last five. 4-1 against the spread in their last five played on a Saturday. 7-3 against the spread in their last ten games as a home favorite. Now Baylor against 6.5 point favorites, 64% uh, percent of the money, 61% of the bets coming in on Baylor minus 6.5. And uh, we're going to ride with that as well. I honestly think Baylor's the better team. I think BYU got exposed last week by Boise State. Uh, I think a lot of smoke and mirrors with BYU. Uh, they've got injuries at the quarterback position as well. Uh, and, and Baylor, while they lost last week, they actually played pretty well. Uh, just came up short against Oklahoma State. I think they're going to have a nice bounce back. The game's at home. The game was on the road. I'd, I'd go with BYU and Provo, but... It's at home at Baylor. It's just under a touchdown favorite. I think Baylor's the play. Baylor minus six and a half uh, at home against the BYU Cougars. All right, next up, the game uh, looks like it will be for the SEC East Division title taking place in Athens, Georgia, as the, the uh, Georgia Bulldogs are in action uh, with game day there for the uh, second time in Three weeks, I believe. Uh, so Georgia will have game day there as they host Kentucky. 
And once again, this page not wanting to load up. Georgia is undefeated, by the way, ranked number one on uh, ranked number one in the country right now. Uh, taking on Kentucky team, also undefeated. And uh, there it goes. Uh, Georgia six and zero overall, five and one against the spread. Taking on Kentucky six and zero overall, also five and one against the spread. Georgia is a twenty two and a half point favorite in this one. Georgia's won each of the last ten meetings with Kentucky. Georgia just six and four against the spread in those last ten meetings. Uh, Kentucky five and one against the spread in their last six. Two and six against the spread in their last eight against Georgia. Five and zero against the spread in their last five games against SEC opponents. 4-0-1 against the spread in their last five games against SEC East Division opponents. Georgia, 5-1 against the spread in their last six. 5-1 uh, against spread in their last six against SEC opponents as well. Again, Georgia is a huge favorite at 22.5 points. Uh, it looks like 62% of the money. And also... Uh, are, are, are with Georgia, but 61% of the bets are on Kentucky at plus 22.5. This is the game I actually went back and forth with uh, because of the, sp- the spread is high. I, I really feel like uh, it's going to be a blowout win for Georgia. But got, got to looking at the over-under in this game being so low as it is at 44.5. That made me change my mind and take Kentucky in the points. I feel like it's going to be a low-scoring game. The over/under is that low, and you're getting 22 and a half points. It's it's almost you know you almost have to take that, and that's why we made the decision to take that. I think uh, Georgia's a much better team. Georgia wins this by at least three touchdowns, but we got a little more than three touchdowns uh, by taking the 22 and a half and giving it up. Uh, to Kentucky. I don't think Kentucky's in Georgia's class. And uh, I think that'll be exposed this week. But again, when over-under so low at 44 and a half and you're getting 22 points, it's almost uh, like you ha- you just have to take that. Uh, so we're going to take Georgia, uh, Kentucky plus 22 and a half at Georgia. All right, next up we go to uh, Williams-Brice Stadium, Columbia, South Carolina. The South Carolina Gamecocks, 3-3 three and three overall. Four and two against the spread, taking on the Vanderbilt Commodores. Two and four overall, one and five against the number. South Carolina, an 18 and a half point favorite. Gamecocks have won each of the last 10 meetings with Vanderbilt. They're also six, three and one against the spread in those last 10 meetings. Vanderbilt just one and seven against the spread in their last eight. Oh, five and one against the spread in their last six against South Carolina. One and four against the spread in their last five against SEC opponents. South Carolina just four and eight against the spread in their last twelve, but they are four and two against the spread in their six games so far this season, and also one and five against the spread in their last six games against SEC East Division opponents. South Carolina does come in as an eighteen and a half point favorite. Fifty-eight percent of the money, fifty-seven percent of the bets coming in on Syracuse or South Carolina, excuse me, minus eighteen and a half. And uh, we're going to ride South Carolina minus 18 and a half. I don't think there's a reason in the world right now to take Vanderbilt uh, in any way, shape, or form, no matter what the number is. Uh, Vanderbilt has shown absolutely nothing this season. They may be one of the worst, if not the worst, team in the in uh, all of major college football. 
I think South Carolina gets healthy with this one. I think they win uh, in blowout fashion at home. I think the easy play is South Carolina minus 18 and a half at home against Vanderbilt. Next up, we go to Starkville, Mississippi. The Mississippi State Bulldogs, 3-2 overall, 2-3 against the spread. Taking on Alabama, 5-1 overall, just 3-3 against the number. Alabama is a 17-point favorite in this one. Bama's won each of the last 10 meetings with Mississippi State. Bama 6-4 against the spread in those 10 meetings. Alabama also 11-5 against the spread in their last 16 games. 5-1 against the spread in their last 6 against Mississippi State. 8-3 8-3 against the spread in their last 11 games against SEC opponents. 5-1 against the spread in their last 6 games against SEC West Division opponents. Uh, Mississippi State, 1-7 against the spread in their last 8 games in October. 9-3 against the spread in their last 12 games played in Week 7. Alabama sits as a 17-point favorite in this one. 83% of the money, 75% of the bets coming in on Alabama, minus 17 and this is a game in which Alabama's coming off a, a shocking loss to Texas A&M last week. And I think this is going to be an angry Alabama team. And so I don't think it sets up nicely at all uh, for Mississippi State uh, in this matchup. Uh, Alabama's too talented. I think Mississippi State's not a bad ball club. I think Mississippi State has the unfortunate... Um, they were unfortunate in the fact that they are getting Alabama coming off of a loss... Alabama hasn't lost back-to-back games. Uh, I don't think under Nick Saban, they have, uh, I, I, since Nick Saban's first year, they haven't lost back-to-back games. And I don't see that changing here. I think Bama uh, takes it to them. I think they do it in blowout fashion. Alabama minus 17 at Mississippi State. All right, our last spread pick before our two upsets uh, takes us to Norman, Oklahoma. The Oklahoma Sooners, 6-0 and on the season, 2-4 and against the spread. Taking on the TCU Horn Frogs, three and two overall, one three and one against the number. Oklahoma is a thirteen and a half point favorite in this matchup. Oklahoma's won nine of the last ten meetings with TCU. Oklahoma's six and four against the spread in those last ten meetings. Uh, when you look at TCU, they're one and five against the spread in their last six against Oklahoma. However, they're five and one against the spread in their last six on the road, and five and two against the spread in their last seven games against Big Twelve opponents. Oklahoma, 2-4 against the spread in their last six. 7-3 against the spread in their last 10 games against Big 12 opponents. But 2-4 against the spread in their last six games played in Week 7. Oklahoma is a 13.5 point favorite in this one. 71% of the money, 53% of the bets on Oklahoma, minus 13.5. We're actually going to go with TCU and and, uh, take the 13.5. Oklahoma has not beat a... FBS opponent by more than seven points this season. So I don't know how I can think that they're going to beat TCU by more than 13. Uh, TCU's salty on defense. They've got a good running game. Um, I think they can uh, actually cause some issues for Oklahoma on the defensive side. They struggled last week to defend the run uh, against Texas. Oklahoma's given up uh, about 460 yards a game right now. Uh, and I think it sets up for Oklahoma uh, to not cover. But I think Oklahoma wins the game. They're going to go probably with the freshman Caleb Williams as a starting quarterback. So his first game uh, as a starter will be uh, against a TCU team that's uh, well known for its uh, for its defense, even though it's not as good as their defenses have been in the past. 
Uh, but I like TCU in the points. Again, Oklahoma hasn't beat anyone uh, outside of Western Carolina uh, by more than seven points this season. So I'm going to ride that trend, take TCU plus 13 and a half. All right, our two upset picks. They're both kind of minor upsets, uh, but upsets nonetheless, and they're actually home underdogs. Uh, Kansas State uh, is a home underdog to uh, uh, to Iowa State in this matchup uh, in Manhattan, Kansas. Uh, Kansas State uh, actually trying to find the actual spread uh, for Kansas State. They're actually a six-and-a-half-point underdog to Iowa State. Uh, but we're going to ride Kansas State at uh, plus 205 uh, to beat Iowa State. Iowa State really hasn't played well this season, uh, at all this season, really. Kansas State has a history of pulling upsets at home. I think it sets up for them to do it one more time. So I think the upset of, of Kansas State over Iowa State is the play here for one of our two upset picks. And our second upset pick was one I didn't decide on until a few minutes ago. Tennessee is a two and a half point underdog at home to Ole Miss. Now the over/under in this game is eighty-two and a half, and it's going up. Uh, this game should be a shootout. Neither team is great on defense. Both teams are outstanding on offense. Uh, Tennessee uh, should be able to run the ball at will on the Ole Miss defense. That Arkansas ran the ball on will uh, to, uh, in. At will with, uh, I really like uh, this this game. I think it's going to be fun to watch. Tennessee being at home is the reason I'm going to take this uh, at uh, plus one thirty. It's not a big upset, but we're going to take the upset anyways. Uh, I think Tennessee finds a way to get one more stopped in Ole Miss, and I think Tennessee finds a way to win this in in, in a minor upset. So Tennessee plus one thirty will be the play there. So our bets, once again, on the college football side, Syracuse plus 14.5 at home against Clemson. Texas A&M minus 9 at Missouri. Florida minus 10.5 at LSU. Nebraska minus 4 at Minnesota. North Carolina minus 7 at home against Miami. Baylor minus 6.5 at home against BYU. Kentucky plus 22.5 at Georgia. South Carolina minus 18.5 at home against Vanderbilt. Bama minus 17 at Mississippi State. TCU plus 13.5 at Oklahoma. And our two upset picks, Kansas State plus 205 to upset Iowa State. Tennessee at plus 130 to upset Ole Miss. We'll take a break, come back, and we'll do our NFL bets here in just a moment. This is The Degenerate Gambler. Welcome back into The Degenerate Gambler, your sports gambling podcast. Moving on now to our NFL bets uh, for the weekend. Uh, we'll start things off. Soldier Field in Chicago. The Chicago Bears, 3-2 overall. 3-2 against the spread, taking on the Green Bay Packers, 4-1 overall. 4-1 against the number. Green Bay comes in 4.5-point favorites in this one. Green Bay's won 9 of the last 10 meetings overall with the Bears. Green Bay also 7-3 against the spread in those last 10 meetings. Speaking of Green Bay, they're 4-1 against the spread in their last 5. 4-1 against the spread in their last 5 against Chicago. Six and one against the spread in their last seven games played in October. Uh, on the Bears side, they're three and seven against the spread in their last ten games against NFC North Division teams, and four and one against the spread in their last five games played in October. 
Uh, Justin Fields is going to be the quarterback for the Bears once again. It's an inept offense uh, that the Bears have. Uh, Green Bay, again, a four-and-a-half point favorite, 74% of the money, and also 74% of the bets coming in on Green Bay at minus uh, four-and-a-half. And uh, we're going to take the Packers minus four-and-a-half as well. Uh, I think it's the right play. Green Bay's the better team. Chicago's starting a rookie quarterback with an offense that isn't very good. Now, Chicago's defense is actually pretty good, and that could end up holding things down a little bit uh, for Green Bay. But you're talking uh, four and a half. You're talking less than a touchdown. I think that's a good play uh, for uh, for the uh, for the Packers. So we're going to take uh, Green Bay. We're going to give up the four and a half points on the road at Chicago. All right. Next up, we're going to go to Charlotte, North Carolina, as it is the Carolina Panthers three and two overall, three and two against the spread, taking on the Minnesota Vikings. Two and three overall. Two and three against the number. Minnesota a slight one-point favorite in this one. Minnesota's won six of the last ten meetings with Carolina. The two teams have split their last ten meetings against the spread at five wins apiece. Minnesota just two and ten against the spread in their last twelve. Two and seven against the spread in their last nine games against NFC uh, NFC conference opponents. One and four against the spread in their last five games against NFC South division opponents. On the Carolina side, one in four against the spread in their last five games played in October. One in four against the spread in their last five games played in week number six. It is a slight favorite for Minnesota at one point. Uh, just 55% of the money coming in on Minnesota. 56% of the bets, however, are on the uh, Carolina Panthers. We're going to take Carolina plus one as well. It's simply that Carolina is at home. They should get Christian McCaffrey back this week. And even if they don't, uh, I think offensively they got too much firepower uh, for the Minnesota Vikings. This is a Minnesota team uh, that probably should have lost to Detroit last week. Uh, got a miracle victory uh, to to beat the, Lions, uh, beat the Lions at the end of the game on a 56-yard field goal. It's a Minnesota team that's not playing well on either side of the ball really right now. And I think Carolina playing sound defense, and they are doing just enough on offense with Sam Darnold at quarterback. Uh, and I think it's enough for Carolina, who's trying to bounce back from a loss to Philadelphia last week. And I think they do just that at home. Carolina plus one at home against the Minnesota Vikings. All right, next up we're going to go to Cleveland. And it is going to be the Cleveland Browns, who are 3-2 and two overall, 3-2 and two against the spread, taking on the Arizona Cardinals, who are 5-0 and oh overall, and they are sitting at 4-1 and one against the number. I make that Cleveland comes in as a three-point favorite in this matchup. Uh, Arizona's won five of the last six, six meetings over Cleveland overall. Arizona 4-2 against the spread in those last six meetings. Arizona also 4-1 against the spread in their last five. Uh, and 5-0 against the spread in their last five games in October. 4-0-1 against the spread in their last five games played in week six. Cleveland 5-2 against the spread in their last seven. 6-0 against the spread in their last six games against NFC opponents. 0-5 against the spread, however, in their last five games against NFC West division uh, opponents. Cleveland is a three-point favorite. Uh, however, 64% of the money coming in on 
The Cardinals, 59% of the bets are coming in on the Cleveland Browns. And I'm actually going to take Arizona plus three in this one. And uh, I almost took this as the upset pick, uh, but I went a different route with that, which we'll get to in a moment. Uh, Arizona's probably going to win this game. Uh, Cleveland struggled mightily on defense last week, gave up 47 points and a loss to the uh, uh, to the L.A. Chargers. Uh, Arizona probably has the best overall offense in the NFL right now uh, with Kyler Murray at quarterback, uh, guys like Christian Kirk and De'Anthony uh, Hopkins uh, at wide receiver. James Conner starting to get a rebirth a little bit at the running back position for the Cardinals as well. Uh, and I think Arizona may be the best team in the NFC right now, and I don't see any reason to bet against it. Uh, even though it's on the road in Cleveland, I do like Arizona minus, or plus three excuse me, on the road at Cleveland. All right, next up, we're going to go to Denver as the Denver Broncos are are going to take on the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, of course, a tumultuous week for the Vegas Raiders uh, coming into this week. As, again, uh, we're slow loading up. Uh, Denver is a three-and-a-half-point favorite. They're three-and-two overall, three-and-two against the spread coming in. Las Vegas, 3-2 overall, but 2-3 against the number. Again, Denver, a 3.5-point favorite in this matchup. Vegas has won six of the last 10 meetings overall with Denver. Vegas is covered in seven of those last 10 meetings as well. Vegas, 3-8 against the spread in their last 11 games. Excuse me, 6-1 against the spread in their last seven games against Denver. 1-4 against the spread in their last five games on the road. Also 6-3 against the spread in their last nine games against AFC West Division opponents. Denver 4-2 against the spread in their last six. 8-4 against the spread in their last 12 games in October. 6-3 against the spread in their last nine games played on a Sunday. Denver 3.5 point favor in this one. 52% of the money coming in on the Raiders. 67% of the bets, however, coming in on the Denver Broncos. Uh, we're going to ride Broncos minus three and a half in this one. And it is simply the fact that it's been a tumultuous week for the Raiders. I'm not sure how focused they're going to be going into this uh, this week. Having to, The Raiders having to fire Coach John Gruden on Monday uh, because of emails from his past. Uh, I'm not sure how this if this team is going to rally around each other or if it's going to fall apart. And if this game was in Vegas, I probably would go ahead and ride with the Raiders. The game's in Denver. Uh, Denver's not a terrible team by any means. So we're going to ride that way. We're going to ride Denver minus three and a half uh, at home against Vegas. Our final uh, spread bet before our upset pick uh, takes place in Nashville, Tennessee. The Tennessee Titans, three and two overall, three and two against the spread, taking on the Buffalo Bills, who are four and one overall. Four and one against the number. Buffalo, a five and a half point favorite in this matchup. Tennessee's won six of the last ten meetings overall with Buffalo. The two teams have split their last ten meetings against the spread at five wins apiece. Buffalo is 13 and three against the spread in their last 16 games. Six and one against the spread in their last seven games on the road. Four and one against the spread in their last five games uh, this season, which we mentioned a moment ago. Uh, they put that set up there twice. Uh, Tennessee two and four against the spread in their last six games at home, four and twelve against the spread in their last sixteen games against AFC East division opponents. 
Buffalo a slight five-and-a-half-point favorite in this one. 90% of the money, 80% of the bets coming in on Buffalo, minus five-and-a-half. That's what we're riding as well. I think Buffalo's the best team in the AFC. I think they've already proven it. Uh, they had the, the stunning loss to Pittsburgh to start the season. Uh, but when you look at the Bills since the season started, uh, Buffalo, this is what they've done. 35 nothing win over Miami. 43-21 win over Washington. 40 to nothing win over Houston. And then last week, they uh, took it to the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, 38-20 to in a game that really wasn't that close. Uh, and that's uh, the reason we're going with Buffalo. I think Buffalo is the best team in the AFC. I think Tennessee still has some issues. Uh, maybe they'll get them worked out because Tennessee's got the talent on their ball club. They just haven't lived up to it yet. And until they do, uh, in a matchup like this, I'm taking Buffalo even on the road, minus 5.5 at Tennessee. Our upset pick uh, takes place uh, in Baltimore. It is the Los Angeles Chargers are three-point underdogs at Baltimore. Um, and that comes in at plus 135. Look, it, I'll say it to you like this. 88% of the uh, of the money and also uh, 90% of the bets coming in on Chargers plus three. That means a lot of people are thinking the way I'm thinking. The Ravens had to have a miracle comeback on Monday. Uh, to to beat the Indianapolis Colts at home. Now they got a semi-quick turnaround six days before they play uh, probably the second-best offense in the NFL behind Arizona, and you can make the argument they're the best offense in the NFL in the Chargers. Uh, the Chargers are putting up points, uh, a ton of points right now um, each, uh, each week as we take a look uh, with the uh, Chargers here. Uh, you know, they're sitting at 4-1 and one on the season. You look at uh, the season so far, they've put up the last couple weeks, they put up 30, 28, and 47 points uh, in the last three weeks. Uh, they started a little slow on offense, getting 20 against Washington and only 17 against Dallas, but they've picked it up the last three weeks. I think Justin Herbert's starting to look like the Justin Herbert from a year ago. Uh, they've got someone stepping up uh, with Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. Uh, it's an offense, uh, and uh, never, uh, don't, not even uh, the. Not, take, not taking any away from, from the Eckler kid as well uh, that catches a lot of balls out of the backfield. Uh, it's a Charger team that is probably going to challenge Buffalo uh, for a Super Bowl berth. I think they go to Baltimore and they pull the upset. So our NFL bets, once again, are Green Bay minus 4.5 at Chicago, Carolina plus 1 at home against Minnesota, Arizona plus 3 at Cleveland, Denver minus 3.5 at home against Las Vegas, Buffalo minus five and a half at Tennessee. And our upset pick, the Los Angeles Chargers plus 135 to win at Baltimore. So that'll wrap up the podcast for this week. We do thank you for listening. Remember to rate and subscribe to the podcast. You can do so at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, anywhere you listen to podcasts. Um, and uh, here's hoping we have a better week this week. Or if you fade me, maybe you'll have a better week uh, than I do. Uh Nonetheless, uh, we'll be back next week uh, to give out more bets. And until then, this is The Degenerate Gambler.